welcome to the Baller Boys Podcast. They're all about sports, sports, and more sports. And now, the Baller Boys, Mark and Shamaya. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Baller Boys Podcast, where we talk about sports, sports, and more sports. This is for all the ballers around the world. We are just a couple of wannabe sportsters who are fans of sports, and we like talking about it. Uh, I mean, you know, this... It's it's all casual. It's cool. And it's it's interesting to us. We just we do this after work. We do this, you know, to kind of blow off some steam. It's a lot of fun. And we are happy that y'all are able to listen in and join us for this experience. So let's have a blast. And this week we're gonna talk about the conference championship games in the NFL. We had two tightly contested games, two good games filled with ups, downs, all arounds. Two teams have been known now to go to the Super Bowl. We now have clarification of our Super Bowl matchup. We have got the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Los Angeles Rams in what is going to be a home game, or at least what we assume home game. Expect a lot of Bengals fans there, but it's going to be on the Rams home field in the Super Bowl. But we're not here to talk about the big game just yet. We're going to talk about how we got here. And, uh, why it's important is because some of these factors that we're going to touch on in these in, in the talk today is going to be important for the big dance. So we need to touch up on why these teams won these games. So Shamaya, without further ado, let's get into it. The Bengals, your boy, Joe Burrow, defeated the Chiefs 27-24 in O. They rallied back down 18. I mean, they were down 21 to 3, I believe, at one point, and they stormed back in the second half. We got a lot of good stuff happening. Your thoughts? Well, as I said it before, uh, Joe, I said it in the last week's show when I talked about his, his path that led him up to now. Um, people have been saying the quote ice in the veins with the kicker and all that stuff. But here's the thing about Joe. He's probably the most calm person right now in the NFL league. And I stated before, if you look at his path, how he got here to the NFL, um, I'll just ask the question one more time. How many years has he been in the league? That's that's crazy. He's a sleeper. I slept on him. I'll be the first one to say it. I didn't think he would have a season like this. Someone somewhere probably thought different. But the fact that he is going to the Super Bowl, it it doesn't just touch on his history. You know, what he was able to do before the league and what he's able to do within two years. I I know I picked the LA and Rams. Just real quick, and this is after suffering a horrible injury last season. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I, I am picking the LA Rams. But I will say, Joe, he has momentum on his side, in my opinion. And he will be a surprise story, uh, not to some people, but for me. And I think for others in the league, he's really going to increase his value big time after this season. 
And I would not be surprised if we see another tweet with him smoking a cigar in 3D animation, if it's meant for him to win the Super Bowl, because he is a very mature quarterback for his age. He's not fooling himself. He's pretty low-key. I think he's confident, but he's humble with his confidence. And that's the type of quarterback you want leading your team all season. I think he he's done it all year. I mean, here's the thing. When it comes to yardage and all that stuff, all season, um, I don't think there's a game that he had less than 100. <laughs> I mean... He's, I'm sure you can correct me from He's wrong. leading by example, that's for sure. I don't have all of his stats up right now, but I I don't think he did have a game under 100. And that's my thing. Is he's, he's a special uh, leader. And I would not be surprised if he does something even more amazing in years to come because he has, I said morning Joe too, so he has the opportunity to really be the face for the organization for a long time. Yeah. And you, kudos you know to he's him. Gonna, he's going to earn himself a new nickname here real soon. He's going to be known as Big Bucks Burrow if he keeps this up. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I know I picked the LA Rams, and it's mainly because ties to Detroit. But Joe... I can't think of any other quarterback that deserves it more than he does just because the way he carries himself uh, in the NFL league is something to be noted for all young quarterbacks because it's not like he just barely made it to the Super Bowl, you know? Like, he really put in the work. His whole team put in the work, obviously. But him with his mindset being the lead for two years – Right, no pressure. Oh, he he is to me clearly the locker room leader on that team. And that's what I'm getting at to wrap up what I'm saying. That's basically what I'm trying to say. He's the ideal quarterback that you look for, especially as a young one. Because guess what? Now a person can argue this guy could be the face of the NFL. I know that's a bold statement. That's probably way, 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 way out of line, out of bounds. But I'll say I, this. I don't, I don't think you are. He can be. He's got the potential with what he's showing us now, especially in that last game. Yeah, and the reason why I say it's out of bounds because I know fans out there can be like, oh, wait, wait, you know, he can't pass Mahomes, all that stuff. I'm not saying that exactly, but I am saying if he finds a way to win and leads his team to have a big win in so many years, uh, yeah, this guy can easily, easily, I would say, top three because <laughs> I got to be careful but I'll say top three in uh, the league as a quarterback in today's time not in like if, forever if but like just Bowl. right now yeah if he wins yeah so that's my take uh, I really respect him as a leader I have to apologize to all the fans out there who you know been rooting for Joe I was definitely one of those people sleeping on you know what's what's impressive about him too is not only does he he leads by example. He goes out there on the field and um, just, especially in that last game, he had a lot of gutsy plays and he leads by example, but he also knows how to have fun. He's confident. He's fun. The guys would want to be around him. He knows how to rally the players 
at the right time. And I think that's ultimately what leads his teammates to wanting to follow him. And he's a great guy to have. He's going to be a great quarterback, I think, as long as he stays healthy. Um, but he's he's shown a lot of maturity. Again, only his second season. His first season, he had a rough injury, and he bounced back big time in so many ways that we didn't anticipate. And now the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I mean, even if they lose this game, it still doesn't tarnish what they did this season. And uh, as we get into this uh, Bengals-Chiefs game here, so as I mentioned before, they rallied back from 18 points down, took the game to overtime. Their clutch kicker, McPherson, just he, he hits it, the game winner right there to take them up 27-24. But the Bengals, let's talk about this, because last week we talked about the keys to victory, the keys to these games. So Burrow throws for 250 yards, two touchdowns and one INT. Again, it could be a lot worse. You, you don't want to have an INT in general, but if you know multiple INTs are really what um, or fumbles are really what cause a lot of uh, long game, long term uh, problems in these games. So one INT you can live with. Um, the big thing for me was uh, they had to get their run game going, and they sure did. Yeah, uh, they didn't go crazy with it. Don't get me wrong. Mixon had 88 rushing gra- uh, yards on the ground, but he had 27 receiving yards. Now he is their like their back for the next years. So they need to have him involved. Even if he's not doing that well in the run game, he had a few runs where he was like plugged in the, at the line. He didn't get any yardage, but they kept feeding him the ball. They utilized him in the past game and he is going to be pivotal. Um, if they're going to have a chance at winning, um, that Super Bowl coming up. Um, Again, uh, the receiving core is really good for Burrow. He's got T. Higgins, who had 103 receiving yards. He had Jamar Chase, who had a slow start, but he got going eventually for 54 yards and a touchdown. Here's some ups. Uh, here's some really big things, I thought. Um, the, the most important things that I got out of this game. The offensive line for the Bengals only allowed one sack. That was huge because against the Titans, they allowed nine sacks. The difference between nine and one is ginormous in this league. The difference between one and four is ginormous. And I'll, I say four for a reason, but uh, I'll get to that. The defense adjusted. In the first half, they only allowed the Chiefs to score 21 points. They actually could have scored another touchdown. They were in the red zone in the like the closing seconds of the, of the first half, but the Bengals defense held them off. Um, they did not allow them to get any points on the board just before halftime. So it kept the score at 21 instead of like a 24 or a 28. Um, and they only allowed the Chiefs to score three points in the second half. Again, going back to the defense adjusting. If the defense can play like this, I didn't know that their secondary and their pressure. Uh, I knew uh, Hendrickson was pretty good, but I didn't know this unit as a whole can apply, can adjust. So quickly in just one half. And if this defense can play like this for a majority of the Super Bowl, they have a real shot because everyone knows how good Burrow and his weapons are on the offense are. They all know how good Mixon is. But if this defense can step up and play like a top 10 defense in this Super Bowl against Stafford and company, that would be huge. Um, The defense stepped up once again. They made huge red zone stand before the half. They picked off Mahomes two times and they sacked Mahomes four times. If this Bengals defense plays like this in the big dance, I mean, Stafford's going to have a hard time. I think if they, if they keep this level of play up on the defensive side of things, uh, we're, we're in for a real treat. It's going to be a real grind game in that Super Bowl. Um, again, the only real down 
I've got for this performance is that they allowed the Chiefs to have 139 rushing guard, uh, yards on the ground. Um, but I think the Rams recently have struggled to get anything going on the ground. So if they can plug up the ground game against the Rams and this Bengals defense can apply pressure on Stafford and those receivers, man, they got a real shot here. Yeah. Another key player, uh, T. Higgins, this guy, uh, he was a rookie uh, in the 2020 season. And he was uh, mm-hmm. also second-round pick by the Bengals. He He's a special player as well as a wide receiver. Um, he has an opportunity to shine. And as far as weapons... I will be looking for him and see what he's going to be able to do to help Joe because I think they can light up the board. And Yeah, him him and Chase have been a really good one-two punch in the air for Burrow. And it could be a high-scoring game, to be honest, uh, mm-hmm. unless, unless defense uh, goes crazy and shuts everything down. But I think with the weapons, <laughs> with the weapons <laughs> though, I kind of think both teams will have options to really push the ball down the field. It could. It could go either way, honestly. Yeah, but it'll be yeah. interesting to see how they make it happen. But I'm I'm gonna be very excited to see how Joe can use his weapons because he has he has a few personnel that he can trust and uh, get the ball down the field, and whoever can do it the fastest. Let's just say it might be a video game score, but I think that will definitely be like a crowd favorite. But you yeah. know. Who knows? I think the defense are probably going to be ready for both, and it might be a low-scoring game. But you know, you know, it's interesting because the first half of this game, um, the Bengals' offense couldn't really get anything going, and the defense did. You know, they, again, they held him to just twenty-one points in that first half, and I think that helped inspire and motivate Burrow and the offensive side of the ball to go out there and play better and help them get back into this game. So it's really cool to see how a locker room offense and defense kind of inspire and motivate each other to play better and have. So I think that's going to be pivotal, but looking at the keys to, uh, to victory here, just revisiting what we talked about last week. Okay. So the Bengals had to torch the Chiefs' secondary. Uh, they did that in the second half. They climbed back into the game, burrow carved them up in the air, got some touchdowns. They had to run the ball effectively. Um, the Chiefs struggle against the run, uh, but they uh, they themselves got the ball going through Mixon, and he had 88 rushing yards. He was involved in the air, so they had to get Mixon involved, and he's going to be a key in that Super Bowl matchup too. And the biggest one to me is they had to protect Burrow, and man, see, th- this unit impressed me. This offensive line impressed me because they only allowed one sack. I think they were like, man, we can't allow – our franchise QB, this guy, our leader, to get hit so many times, to get sacked so many times like he did in Tennessee, and still he still got back up after every single sack in that Titans game, and he led them down the field to a victory. It was narrow, but a victory was a victory, and it was a valiant one at that. And I think, again, this goes back to how Burrow, as a leader, as an alpha, can inspire his teammates to play better. I'll tell you what, if the Rams don't get any sacks or only get one sack on Burrow, Ooh, man, the Bengals have a real, real good shot at this. Like they, this game can go either way in the Super Bowl. If uh, the Bengals that showed up 
in this AFC title game show up, yeah, they're going to give Stafford and company a run for their money. I'll tell you that. And uh, now we go to the other side of the ball, Shamaya. Uh, the good, the good Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes had 275 yards, three touchdowns, but two bad ints. Again, we talked about Burrow. He had himself an int, but you can't have multiple ints on this stage because, again, for the long term, the end game, they're gonna cost you most time. Um, they only scored three points in the second half. That is inexcusable. They had a 21-3 lead. They were up by 18. You're on your home field in Arrowhead in front of your fans, and you only managed to put up a measly three points. I mean, I, that you can't, you can't have that happen. And you just beat the Bills in an epic overtime game, one of the best playoff games in NFL history, I think. And then to come back and to just completely collapse in the second half, you cannot have that. I call it a collapse because it's bad. You you were the favorite. You're at home. You just pulled off an epic victory against the Bills, who were a Super Bowl contender as well. Your confidence and your motivation to go out there and play hard in every quarter of that game should have been through the roof. And to see them only score three points, I mean, goodness gracious! I mean, you can only be you can only be disappointed by that. And the offensive line allowed four sacks on Mahomes. We just talked about how the Bengals allowed nine sacks on Burrow in that Titans game. And the Chiefs were top five in fewest sacks allowed on their quarterback, and they allowed four sacks or four pivotal ones that shut down drives. You can't have that. They're victories. They're keys to victory to beat the Bengals. They had to torch the Bengals' secondary, Shemaya. They did that in the first half. Oh, well, if this game was only half, they would have won this game. They had to keep the Bengals off the field. They did that in the first half. The Bengals' drives weren't very long. They couldn't really capitalize. Oh, but it's okay. The, the, the Chiefs did that in the first half. And then they had to pressure Burrow. They had one sack the entire game on Big Bucks Burrow. One sack. If I told you the sack stat line, four versus one, you would think this was reversed. You would think the Bengals' O-line allowed four sacks and the Chiefs' O-line allowed one. No. Again, again, this goes to how the defense stepped up, in my opinion, defensive adjustments. And I think this is a showcase of how both sides of the Bengals really stepped up when they needed to. When one was down, the other supported it. Yeah, what they have at is uh, Mahomes. Just gonna be cross his fingers, hoping that Joe does not get a Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I know you've got. I know you've got. And reason why is because with Tom Brady retired, Patrick has one uh, ring. But here comes Joe knocking on the door. If he gets one ring, I have a bold statement to say, and that is, Joe can say, "Hey, uh, I know y'all like Patrick Mahomes and think he's." You know, this, that, this, and that. But just saying, not saying that it's going to happen, but if it does happen, Joe is going to have a nice argument and say, you know what? Maybe I should be the highest paid quarterback in the league. I know that's crazy. But if you think about it, it's really not that crazy because he's going to the Super Bowl and Patrick isn't. Um, this season, Patrick threw 
he threw a lot of interceptions, man. Just to put it in a nice way. And that's not what... Yeah, there, there's people, a reason they, they had that slow start. And that's what people are not used to seeing. I mean, he hasn't thrown that many interceptions since, like, 2018. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes <clears throat> is a great player. Excellent. But, uh, where he's getting paid, I think one can argue if Joe were to win, he can use the argument and say, hey, I defeated Mahomes. Cut the check. And honestly, why not? Because he can easily become the new face of the NFL. And he can do all those commercials and whatnot that Mahomes is doing. Big bucks. And that's... And that's not a knock. And that's not a knock on uh, Mahomes. I respect him, but I just feel like if this guy, Morning Joe, wakes up America, it wins. Wow, yeah, it's time to cut that guy a nice check. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. That's something the Bengals are going to have to consider because they're going to have to keep some of these pieces around for him, and I think he might even have about as good or better, a little better of a receiving core than uh, Mahomes does. So um, this team has really done a good job putting a, a nice roster together for Burrow to kind of throw to. So, And this will be now a rematch that everyone will want to see next season because guess what? With Tom Brady not on the you know, field, uh, yeah. Joe and Mahomes, I'm going to be like, yeah, we're going to be trying to do this every year now. Oh, for the next decade. For exactly. The next decade, it's going to be must-watch. And they're young. Back. They're both yeah. young. So it'll be the best mm-hmm. game to watch every year. And like I said, to your point, if the organization says, hey, if, if Morning Joe gets the ring, we're going to have to like, cut some players and spend some money <laughs> so that we can get some superstars uh, as his weapons. And I guarantee you, well, I can't guarantee you, but I can strongly suggest that Mahomes, his camp, they can do the same thing. They're going to cut some players and try to get superstars for Mahomes because he's going to want to redeem himself next season, which would be very interesting. And I think he can redeem himself a lot better. than. <laughs> Always have to have a, a Cowboys reference. Uh, but no, I'm glad you mentioned the Cowboys because they're – well, we know how disappointed fans are and how we are. We're not even Cowboys fans, and we're disappointed in them. But uh, we, we, we've we talked about them quite often, and we'll probably get back to them here um, soon enough on the podcast. But we have another matchup to address here. The Rams defeated the 49ers in Los Angeles 20-17, to another close game that was decided by a field goal uh, difference, at least. The ups for the Rams. Matt Stafford had 337 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. You never like to see INTs, but if you're going to have to throw one, and you want to keep it at one. Cooper Cup went wild on this one. There was no cup big enough to contain this performance. He had 142 yards and two touchdowns. What a beast. You had OBJ with a really good performance as well. He had 113 receiving yards, looking like the OBJ of old. And the defense holds. What I mean by that is the San Francisco 49ers only scored 17 points. That's a good performance in my book by a defense. 
Um, and here's the most impressive thing about it. They limited the Niners' run game to just 50 yards. You heard that right. 50 rushing yards. A team that is top 10 and top 5 in running stats all across the board. And for a defense to limit him to just 50 yards, very impressive. Um, that's the most impressive thing, actually, that stuck out to me in this game as far as the Rams. Um, if they can keep this up and kind of plug Mixon in that Super Bowl, I know we're kind of talking about the Super Bowl matchup already, but uh, that's going to play a big role for sure. Some of the downs um, that I noticed with the Rams, there's not that many, actually. Um, the Rams... As we established, they were bottom 10 in rushing yards, but the run game continues to struggle. That, again, is something we're going to have to keep our eyes on because Cam Akers only had 48 yards and was not involved in the pass game at all, really, which is weird because, you know, you think, okay, you're running back. Again, this goes back to our talk about what the Bengals did with Mixon in this AFC title game. When Mixon started off a little slow, he was getting plugged up in the line in the trenches. What did they do? They were able to involve him in the passing game. When Akers got plugged up at the line, they didn't really try to get him involved in the pass game, and he wasn't really effective. Um, that is going to be a continuing issue, I think, for the Rams, um, because the Bengals are top five in run defense already. And if your run game is already struggling, um, you know they, the, the Niners are good against the run as well, but the, the Rams have to figure something out there on the ground. And uh, as far as the keys to victory that we talked about, Shemaya, they had to torch the Niners' secondary, which, again, Stafford did that. Um, They had to slow down the Niners' run game, which I think was the most important key to victory for the Rams. And they did that. I mean, shutting them down to 50 yards. Props to Debo. He can do it all. Great player. Pay that man. Um, And they had no turnovers against Tampa Bay. The Rams almost blew that game, almost led to another classic Tom Brady comeback. They had four fumbles in that game, and props to Akers. He had two of them in that game, coughed them up. He didn't have any fumbles in this one. Um, the only turnover in this game was by Stafford, who threw that INT. So the Rams did follow up, and that's what you want to see in a contender and in a team in general. You want to see them improve upon their mistakes. Yeah, so Debo, uh, I mean, that guy needs a pay raise. I mean, this season, he killed it on the yards. And it's a thing. He's a talented wide receiver. But he needs a pay raise for what he did with the 49ers this year. Oh, he can he can do it everywhere. On the ground, in the air, in the sky, in heaven. I mean, he can do it all. Yeah. Yeah, he's only been in the league for how many years, man? How many years? Two. And his future's so bright. I mean, you literally have to be crazy to think that this guy is about to slow down. I mean, it almost makes you want to add the question, does he want to stay with the 49ers? You know? Because I think if he goes to, I won't say the team, but if he went to the X team, he can easily help another team get a Super Bowl ring. Easily. I mean, heck, 49ers were that close this year. It just wasn't their time. Yeah, but the uh, game was very close. Yeah, I mean, Beckham even had to let him know, whisper in his ear. Sorry, but uh, maybe next time, kid. 
and that's just a bad joke. But uh, Debo has an opportunity, though, to, to really bounce back. I mean, he's a great player that just happened to lose. And he's a young player. I think 49ers might be a good team for him to stay if they get pieces. But I'll almost argue the fact, you know, he might want to look at some teams around him because uh, do you think the 49ers can get that far yeah. again? Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. But can they get a Super Bowl, though? That's the bigger question. And, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. But that's just my take because Debo, I saw some highlights of him uh, this season, and he's he's someone you want to watch. Uh, I think he's going to have an opportunity to shine. And maybe it's going to be with the 49ers because they're not a bad team, obviously. That's, that's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm just saying he might want to keep his options open because, uh, you know, I don't know. I, there might be a quarterback out there yeah. who might want to snatch him up. <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's going to get paid, that's for sure. Can you imagine um, him playing with Aaron Rodgers, man? That would be wild. Well, I'll tell you, the Packers could have used him. That's for sure. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's just my take. What, what are your thoughts on the Rams? Uh, did, did anything stick out for you? Because oh, we're going to get to the 49ers here. In Matthew, man. Matthew. I mean, it's, it's all Matthew, man. Uh... I was shocked and hurt that he was leaving uh, Detroit. But I think that was a bold move that L.A. wanted him. I think that's awesome. Because if you look about it, if you can't talk, if you look at it, <laughs> Just so yeah, I could, my, my, my thoughts were like trying to come out my brain without my mouth. So, <laughs> But if you look at the whole situation, like, it was so... Perfect timing, like being at the right place at the right time. You know, got the nice new stadium, got a nice uh, young coach. It was like a cool kid. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the confidence he got when he realized when he found out the Rams wanted to trade for him to be? It's almost a steal. I mean, in his case, it's a steal because obviously the Rams is probably a better opportunity than Detroit. Like, let's just be real. Oh, it's night and day. So, like, like think think <laughs> about his facial expression when he got that email or text. He probably thought it was, well, I well, he probably thought it was a, uh, you know, a spam or, you know, phishing email or something. Because, like, wait, what? Like, it's just legit. But, no, like, that was yeah. a perfect, you talking about a coach and player having a perfect match, perfect moment. That's it right there. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, so I, I got a quick question. Do, do you think the Stafford story is the best story in football right now? I would say it's the unexpected best story. Um, I don't think anyone can predict the turnout for him to be this. Because think about it. When someone new goes to a team, especially as a quarterback, you don't really completely 100% expect him to to go get a Super Bowl ring. Unless, Unless you're Tom Brady. Like, that's different. But, I mean, let's just put this into perspective. He's coming from Detroit Lions, which will make everyone laugh. 
And you're trying to sell this idea that this guy can take us to the Super Bowl. I'm sure people are like, well, heck yeah, you got so many weapons on our team. Like, you know, Charlie Brown can help us go to the Super Bowl with all the weapons. But if you just look at the whole picture, that speaks a lot about the organization putting their trust in Matthew Stafford saying, hey, we know that you're struggling in Detroit, but I think it's not because of you, but maybe you just need a new place to shine. And that's what happened. Exactly. And I think that's the beautiful part of that story and why I think it's, to me, it's probably my favorite story in football right now, just because of like what you said, I was about to touch on that, but um, like we talked about, it's just, he was in a bad organization, bad spot. And for another organization that was close to the promised land to reach out and say, Hey, look, we want to give you a shot. We want you to have a better opportunity at getting some gold. And the fact that they trusted him with their football team, even though Stafford is a good player, but he hasn't been proven in a competitive level because the Lions, what he, he was only in the playoffs with the Lions like once maybe, I think. So he doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. And to me, for the Rams to do that, to make that call to him, um, that must have boosted his confidence and just motivated him to be the best version of himself. And I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he had tears of joy when he found out about that, because I would, considering um, Stafford's history with the Lions. You will definitely have tears of joy when he sees his bonus check, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's in the sweet sunshine of California. They got some moolah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think he's going to be there for a number of years. So we'll see where that goes. But with every winner, there is a loser. And we got to talk about the 49ers um, because, again, these uh, keys to victory uh, play a big part. Um, Ups, Jimmy G had 232 yards and two touchdowns. He had one INT, but it wasn't on. It wasn't until the last uh, drive that that INT occurred on. You know, stuff like that's going to happen. Debo. Sorry, I should say Debo had 72 yards on the ground. Uh, sorry, in the air. He had one touchdown in the air and 26 rushing yards. Debo, again, proves how he is the Swiss Army knife of the NFL, just like Cordero Patterson. Um, and the defense holds the Rams to 20 points. Again, we talked about how impressive the Rams' defense was, but the Niners' defense held... Matthew Stafford and the Rams to only 20 points in this game. To me, that's a victory. They had the interception too, and they had two sacks on Stafford. Um, the defense did everything it could, I think, to uh, hold its ground. And it almost actually picked off Stafford twice. There was that uh, real easy give me uh, interception that the uh, Niners secondary just dropped. And uh, so that could have altered the game completely. I mean, we, we could be talking about the 49ers and Bengals right now, but uh, the downs. Um, Eli Mitchell only had 20 yards on 11 carries. The run game, as we talked about in the Rams pluses, they, they plugged the, the Niners. The Niners were basically doing nothing on the ground. It was a rough outing for them. And the defense and the run game are the Niners' bread and butter. If you disable one of them, they're more than likely not going to win that game. Because as we saw, the defense still shined. The defense still played its part, did its part like it was supposed to. But the run game did not hold its end of the bargain. And now the Niners are not going to the Super Bowl. Um, George Kittle, their star tight end, only had 27 yards receiving and one touchdown. 
kind of out of the ordinary for him. He's one of the best uh, tight ends in the league, and you expect him to have more production. The 49ers, keys to victory, Shamaya. They had to have long drives on the ground. They did not have enough long drives. The Rams possessed the ball 11 more minutes than the 49ers did. And when you when you run when your run game runs to the hills and runs away, doesn't show up. Um, yeah, you're not going to dominate on time possession. Uh, they had to generate turnovers via the defense and special teams. They got one interception, two sacks, and held the Rams to 20 points. We just talked about how the defense did its part. Um, and Jimmy G must avoid turnovers. He only had one interception. Again, it wasn't it wasn't a great looking interception, but um, he that was the only one he had. He didn't fumble the ball. He didn't throw any other picks. So I think for the most part, he did his part to uh, help them stay in the game. Yeah, one thing I'll add that I think is very key to the game between the 49ers and the Rams was Aaron Donald. Uh, he had a daytime moment on the sidelines, and he had a key play uh, in the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, it's like a minute, some change left. He had a he had a nice opportunity in the game to change momentum. But before that, he had a nice opportunity to mentally encourage his teammates at the right moment. And I think Aaron Donald definitely. Not Donald Duck, right? Well, no. <laughs> Aaron Donald. Yeah, not, 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 the, not the other <laughs> duck. But this duck right here wasn't playing. Uh, like I said, I just want to highlight him for his contribution to the game. Um, everyone is important, but what he was able to do in that moment during the game, lighting a fire on his teammates, I think that had a lot to do with everybody showing up and being motivated to put it all. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I will say, I mean, to give credit to both teams, I know the Rams ended up winning this game, but I have to credit both teams' defenses for going out there. And again, it was 20-17. to 17. That shows the defenses did something and played their parts. And again, it was a close game. It was a good game. And uh, yeah, looking definitely forward. that, definitely that. And only reason why I said that about Aaron is because had he not done that, I think that the 49ers were just smashed on the on the rounds. Oh, could, could you imagine if Aaron Donald was injured during this game? Like if he just didn't no, I play? Couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine because yeah. Matthew would be regretting going to L.A. at that point. Jeez. And they'd be like, get out of here. Go back to Detroit. <laughs> I'd rather be in Detroit. They'd probably, they'd probably trade him for free. They'd be like, we'll just buy the plane ticket and, you know. Matthew Stafford demands a trade yeah. back to the Lions. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, for, yeah, for free. Like I don't even want the bonus. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll donate my my bonus or whatever. But obviously, that's not happening. But it's it's going to be an awesome thing to watch, and we're going to be covering more obviously next week. But it's going to be interesting to see how both. Teams prepare. It's always my favorite time in NFL because everyone is speculating what the game plan is going to be, and media is trying to overanalyze every single play. <laughs> like us. Well, the difference between <laughs> us is that we don't have to be on TV. 
you know, <laughs> yeah, pausing, pausing to highlight, you know, real and saying all this stuff, gibberish, gibberish. But it's good entertainment because, like I said, I'm a viewer that likes to watch that stuff all the time. But this is the Christmas time for NFL season because everybody gets to make their predictions. And just like us, we'll be doing that very soon in the future. Yeah, this this playoffs has been the gift that keeps on giving. It, it was one heck of a season too. I mean, with all the craziness going on in the world, this was a very active, talented season. Uh, I think a lot of shiny moments for a lot of players and a lot of young players at that at that point. Uh, I, I think people have been saying, you know, past couple of weeks, but NFL is going to be in a very bright spot. And- yeah, absolutely. We're witnessing the changing of the guard right now with the, the next generation of quarterbacks. And it's a very exciting time. And uh, these guys have got bright futures. Oh, it's really exciting because I like that segue because everyone's happy that uh, Tom Brady is healthy and retired. <laughs> <laughs> because now... Officially. Yeah, because now people are like, oh, we can breathe now. We, we have a chance to really... No more Brady comebacks yeah. to, to ruin our seasons. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I think that's a great segue because... Uh, Thank God Tom Brady retired on that high note. Um, I'll say a high note only because the fact. If you look at how many rings he has, it's like, man, he really could have retired like three years ago. I mean, the, we talked about this. We talked about this. The Rams almost blew that game. We could be talking about Tom Brady in this. Yeah, he'd probably be not shot, but he'd be like, oh, dang, I'm about to, I'm about to really do this. But... I feel Tom, he he knew what he wanted to do. I think he was just like, oh, the heck, let's, let's go to Tampa and why not? Let's experiment and see if I can uh, do this with a new set of friends. And he almost was able to do it twice, but sometimes it doesn't strike twice. Lightning sometimes doesn't do that. But the, the fact that he was able to do that in his first season with the new organization is pretty darn it. That's hard to do. Now that's a stat that would be hard to to duplicate. And I would say, lastly, because I know we're getting short in time, Tom hopefully will do some kind of mentorship or some kind of coaching for NFL players because. Think about all the quarterbacks who want to pick his brain. Because I know if I was a quarterback, I would want him to be my mentor. Yeah, I can I can definitely see him coming back um, to into some degree. Maybe not as a player, or definitely not as a player. I mean, he probably could come back as a player though if he wanted to after a year off. But I could see him coming back to the game and being involved, whether it's some sort of assistant coach or a coach, even at some point down the line if he wants to. But just uh, I got some of his stats here, like some of his I'm I'm not going to go through everything here, but he's got a lot of um, individual career records here. Um, He's got most Super Bowl titles by a player with seven, most games won by a player, uh, most games played by a quarterback, most games started by a quarterback, most combined passing attempts, most combined passing completions, most combined passing touchdowns, most combined passing yards most game-winning drives, and most fourth-quarter comebacks. Those are just some of his accomplishments as a player. And uh, you know what's interesting, Shamaya? He actually led this season, 
Yes, this season, he led all quarterbacks in passing yards. The dude could probably still play, seriously, at a competitive level for like two more years if he wanted to. And who's to say that he won't change his mind offseason and be like, huh, okay, this this, this quarterback is going to this team? Huh, that quarterback is going to that team? Huh, why not, you know, stir up the the hornet's nest one more time just for the heck of it? And... Right? Or, or, or go, go Detroit, man. Hey, yo, yeah, Detroit. Y'all, y'all want to ring? Let me, let me, hey, Tom. Let, let me get Debo real quick and let's go Detroit. <laughs> oh, can you imagine what Tom Brady going to the Lions would do for the recruiting? Yeah. Oh, man. Tickets would be sold out forever. Like, people just buy a ticket just because Tom Brady used to play there. But that's just, that's yeah. just like in the next life. That will never happen. I think Tom is really just going to be with his family and uh, enjoy retirement. Because yeah. think about it, that retirement check is so better than most people's retirement checks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think he's done as a player, but I would not be surprised if he came back as some sort of assistant or coach even. But it would be nice, though, if he went back to Michigan to maybe do some kind of uh, motivational speaking, because I don't think I don't, I don't think Tom will like do anything with Detroit Lions at all, <laughs> unless it was be a guest speaker or something for the locker room. But I don't, I don't see him want to be like on staff or anything like that. That's just like nah. That's yeah. unless he made some. Oh well, yeah, unless he made some dramatic campaign or something, but. And teams up with Eminem or something for a campaign, but yeah, nah. Who knows, man? He's probably going to like just make some kind of update video or something on Twitter because the uh, only one that knows is him. And he's like a mystery. That's the funny thing; like you don't know what you're going to get. But I mean, that's why Tom Brady's Tom Brady. He's like one. Yeah. Yep. For right now, he can ride off into the sunset, and people. Getting people can probably get irritated or mad that he's leaving when he had a bunch left in the tank. Nah, guy can yeah. do whatever he wants. And I think it was smart. Last point I'll make is I think it'll be short. I think it was smart, smart because he's like, you know what? I want to actually enjoy retirement. I don't want to be retired and pain for the rest of my life because you know I took all these crazy hits. You know, in my oh, and he's already on a older age diet too. Yeah, so it's like you know what? I think that was brilliant. That he decided to, you know what, while I'm still like actually healthy and feeling good, let me do this on the high note so that way I don't retire all brittle and fragile and exactly. And all, He's done it all too. Yeah. And all pain, all that stuff. So yeah, I'm sure he has some pain still from them hits he got throughout his career. But it won't be as bad if he if he puts the envelope too much. And that's what I think some people were worried about, that he would push it too far to where he's too old and uh, taking too many crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm glad it didn't get to that point where he had to retire because of a really bad injury. Those are always the worst ones to witness. And I'm glad he got to just walk away on his own terms. He's done it all. He didn't have to go to Tampa. He could have retired after he left New England. But he went to Tampa, revitalized that organization, brought him the trophy. So props to you, Tom. You're the GOAT. Really good. It's, I mean, I'm a Buccaneers and, and a Bills fan, and the Bills fan in me, of course, it's like, uh, it's a little sting because Tom kind of burned my team for so many years, but 
you got to appreciate what he's done and all that he's accomplished. You know, he's a great he's a great team leader. I would love to see this happen. So all the Madden fans out there, I would love to see a tribute cover on the next Madden video game. Yes. To Tom Brady. Yes. And that will be the ultimate collection for the Madden. Absolutely. I love that idea. Yeah, Madden. Heard of Madden. You don't have Make to pay happen. me, but just give me a high five from a virtual off. Make it happen. <laughs> right? Come come listen to the Baller Boys, Madden. Listen, we, we got some good yeah, if it actually If it actually happens, what? I'm literally going to be like, hey. Hey, remember? Remember that idea we had? And, oh, look, what's this? They actually did it. Mm, I wonder where they got that from. No, no, no. But uh, either way, props to you, Tom. Go enjoy retirement. And to all of y'all listening to the Baller Boys podcast, we appreciate y'all once again. We want to keep this going. This is a lot of fun for us. And we just want to talk sports, sports, and more sports. I am Mark. Follow me at MarkV with three threes, no E's, caps, MC. Shemaya, let them know what your handle is. Simple. Shemaya on the BT, making that music, posting the sports. Y'all know what it is. Yep, he's the SOTB. I'm just Mark, and we're the Baller Boys. Uh, We do this every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time on Spotify Green Room. New podcasts also available on Apple Podcasts and iHeartMedia. We got new podcasts every week, and we just want to bring you all the sports and just talk sports and have a good time. So with that being said, y'all have a nice evening and take care. Peace out.